Hi friends, welcome back to the Pretty Young and Motivated Podcast. As usual, it's your girl, Alyssa, and I'm super excited to share this week's episode because I sit down with the amazing Kirrington, also known as currently Kirrington, on Instagram. So definitely make sure you follow her after this episode. Um, We talk about all things to do with content creation, getting out of a creative funk. Well, anyways, we'll get into it. So grab your notebook, get cozy, and let's talk about content creation. Welcome to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. Uh, This is so cool. I like have not done anything through Anchor before. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually been super easy, which I love because as I talked about in the first episode, I made so many excuses on actually starting that now that I've done it with Anchor, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is pretty easy. It's not even an anchor ad here, but <laughs> it, made it, it made it very easy for me. So, and it's yeah. easy to have guests. So thank you for being on. And I'm, I'm glad you made time to do this again. Cause just a few weeks ago, you jumped on live with us on the PYM girls. So super appreciative of that. And yeah. you shared some great insights. So I wanted to dive a little deeper with you and, and share with a larger audience on our podcast. Perfect. Awesome. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited you're here. Why don't you just <laughs> share your story and your background? Because people might know you from Currently Carrington on Instagram, but maybe if we just have a few stray listeners that aren't on the social media networks, <laughs> uh, just share your story to blogging and, and some of your background. Okay. Well, uh, first, I'm Carrington, also known as Currently Carrington. I'm a content creator, but I'm also a content strategy coach. Um, I started my online journey, I guess you could say in 2012. And that was my first, like, I guess you could say like media marketing type job. And I worked for a local jewelry store and I ran their social media account and their blog and was almost kind of the face of their company. So it was influencer marketing before influencer marketing was a thing. And it was really (laughs) unheard of at that time to be paid to do that type of work. Um, But I worked with them for a couple of years. And then in 2016, that's when I decided to branch off on my own and take up blogging independently. Um, I started doing that probably about six months after I had my daughter because I needed a creative outlet. And at first it was for as a hobby, but it quickly turned into a business. (laughs) And now fast forward uh, a couple years and here I am as a content strategy coach and a content creator. (laughs) Yeah, that's so awesome. And yeah, I meant that's that's like my Cliff Notes version (laughs) of my story. (laughs) Totally okay. And I met Carrington a few years back when I worked for a local boutique and she was helping us with our content strategy. And I just loved her energy and her creative vision. So super fun to work with her back then. And as I said, she jumped on the PYM girls for a live and we've been social media friends and real friends ever since (laughs) then. So yeah, I'm just happy you're here today to share some of your advice and what you've experienced as a content creator and and a coach. Yes. So my next question um, for you is what is your advice to content creators? And then I'm breaking it into two parts. So like advice for content creators that are currently content creators but maybe the ones that are aspiring to be content creators, but they're feeling like a little bit reserved and not sure where to get started. So I guess it's kind of a two-way question, but what is your advice? for? Yes, I love this question. And I love that you split it up into two parts because you know I'm a note taker and I split my (laughs) notes up into two parts. So so we're like 100% on the same page. 
Um, I'll start with the current content creators. My biggest piece of advice for anybody who's been in the game for a while is always focus on quality versus quantity. Um, I've also found that when you've been on social media for a long time, it starts to wear on you <laughs> after a while, especially if you feel like you're struggling to see any progress. It starts to get really easy to get caught up in what other people are doing or just in the numbers game in general. But it's really important that you just focus on creating quality content for your community that's already there and figuring out um, what success looks like for you um, personally. And then when it comes to new creators, because I do get um, DMs from new creators pretty often and them saying, you know, how do I start off successful or, you know, I'm just starting out and it's kind of a hobby, but I want it to be a job. And my advice for a new creator would be to focus on your why and check in with yourself and your intentions about why you're trying to start a social media presence. Um, for a new creator, it's really easy to get caught up in this whole overnight success and like vanity metrics. But it's always important to just remember that you're trying to connect with real people, like real people are following you and they're going to connect with you based on why you're showing up. So when you get really clear on that, then that's a good place to start. Yeah, I think the best thing that you said from both of those is just getting caught up with the numbers and knowing your why. Because even if you're starting out, you can easily be like, okay, I want to get big and make this full time. So I need to build a following and get famous for me to make this full time. <laughs> right. But then while you're also in it, you might have been doing this for years, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. And you're feeling kind of defeated at a certain point where you're like, well, I don't have X, Y, Z number of followers, so I must be failing or like this person I look up to is way ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really important to point that out and stick to your why, because we've all probably been caught up in those vanity metrics and, and wondered how we can be quote unquote famous or, <laughs> you know, be the best influencer. Um, but I think it's so important to come back to your why and even what you said about quality over quantity. And we've discussed this before too, but sometimes it may feel pressure to post every day, mm -hmm. but you know, what are you posting and what quality are you bringing? So I love, I love the, that advice that you gave there. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, so something that's probably super relatable for the current time, <laughs> but I'm sure people get this outside of the crazy world we're currently living in. Um, what is, what is your advice for getting out of a creative slump? So as I said, right now, I'm sure a lot of people, and even on PYM, I, I took a step back from it because I was feeling almost burnt out, not just with social media, but there's so much going on. Currently, I've tried to share some of this, you know, stuff currently happening mm -hmm. and uh, current events to keep up with that. But what is your advice for outside of COVID and all of this stuff going on and people feeling like they're in a creative slump and they, they want to just be off social media or they don't feel like what they're contributing right now is quality. Right, right. Even back to that. Yeah, this is one of my favorite questions and one that I receive pretty often. And I actually did a post about this not too long ago and I had asked the question, are you scrolling or are you creating? And that goes right in line with what you were saying. Like sometimes social media itself can get very overwhelming and we are just like passively scrolling and taking in so much content on a regular basis that that actually gets in the way when it comes to us being creative because we're like inputting so much into our mind, like even if it's just unnecessarily. 
And so um, mm -hmm. a lot of people will be like, oh, well, if I'm in a creative slump, that means that I need to have more ideas and or maybe I don't have enough ideas. But that's usually not where the struggle comes from. It's more so that you're just tapping into the wrong outlet to be creative and for creativity. So a few different ways um, to help you kind of get back on track mentally and creatively. Um, one, I'm a big believer in scheduling breaks. This prevents burnout and feeling uninspired. I know sometimes you might feel like, oh, but if I take a break, like I'm not going to be relevant anymore and people are going to forget about me. But 100% that's not the case, especially since most algorithms now aren't in chronological order. So nobody's going to know if you didn't post for a week or anything like that. Right. Um, but take the time to really schedule breaks. And then whenever you feel like you need to just do it, it'll be better for you long term for sure. Um, another thing to try to do is focus less on the front facing parts of your business, like showing up online when you just aren't feeling it. Um, because your audience will be able to pick up on that, especially if you're somebody that does show up regularly at a high level, they'll know if you're feeling off or posting just a post. So it's better to kind of like take the shift off of showing up and kind of put that energy more towards the behind the scenes of your business and your overall like process for content planning and content creation. Um, another good tip would be invest in areas um, within your business that need more attention. So for me, if I'm not showing up online, I'm still working on my business just behind the scenes. So whether that's working with a coach or working with a photographer that can kind of help me push me out of my comfort zone creatively, but just figure out like where else you can seek like the creative spark, I guess that you would need. And then the last tip that I usually like to give is maybe it's time for you to see other platforms. Um, sometimes we get burnt out being just on Instagram or just on YouTube or just on TikTok. And so it might be nice to be able to kind of like share your voice in a different space that requires you to show up in a different way. Um, I feel like that's also a good way to kind of get that spark back when it comes to your creativity too. Yeah, those are all really awesome. Hopefully you guys are taking notes. <laughs> um, but I like the last thing you said too, and I feel like it relates back to um, showing up and being authentic to your why, just because maybe you're active a lot on Instagram right now or whatever your strategy is, but it's okay to move away from that. And like, I think lately I've been more inspired and excited about creating the podcast because it's a newer platform mm -hmm. and I've had fun having those conversations and those have been inspired me. Whereas like Instagram, I've been guilty of sitting there and scrolling and looking at everybody else is posting and I'm like well I'm not thinking of anything new or original and I feel like I'm just absorbing this content whether it's good or bad and I'm just not thinking clearly of like what is my my why and my vision for who I am <laughs> so I like that you you encourage to just try different mediums of social media and and ways to post you don't always have to be on one or always blogging or always on Instagram so I think that's great um and the other thing is just investing in other places. I, I think that's also, you know, as you said, a photo shoot. And um, that always inspires me to get out and get into a different mindset and get creative. Um, I feel like sometimes content creation can be a little bit daunting <laughs> when you just sit down and you're like, I need to create. And like, you just tell yourself, you need to create. but if you're not feeling, if you're not feeling that creativity flowing, it's going to be hard to sit down and actually create something that's feels good to put mm -hmm. out there. So those are awesome. And I actually, 
I'm going to throw a curve because I had say the questions I wanted to ask you, but I'm going to ask the one that's later because I think it ties into this creative okay. slump. Um, and, I, and I'm guilty of this one as well. But what is your thoughts on copying content? And, I, you know, I don't mean directly copying, but if we've ever been scrolling, there's a lot of recycled quotes or recycled mm-hmm. thoughts. And um, I actually listened to another podcast on it called Thick and Thin recently. Mm-hmm. And she discussed this topic of like copycats mm. and, you know, being in this world of like, how do you be how do you really be original and think of new content um, as you're talking about scrolling through things? Like, I guess, what's your take on copying content and being original mm-hmm. when sometimes it feels like there's not really many original ideas or thoughts in a sense yeah. left? Yeah, <laughs> this one's going to be a lot to unpack. I have, I, I feel that's why I'm like, I yeah, asked it like seven different ways. But... I have a lot of notes. And the funny thing about this is, because um, you know right now, I'm kind of in the middle of my unpopular opinion series on my Instagram. And this is actually a topic yeah. that I had for a future post. I don't know if I'll end up having it up this week or like in a future week or something, but just talking about like creating clone content and like trying to be original and that type of stuff. Um, so it's good to just kind of know the difference. I guess you could kind of start there between copying and recycled content. So for me, copying is kind of, trying to realize that there's a difference between being inspired by someone and like straight ripping them off pretty much. And right. the, the thing that gets really frustrating sometimes when it comes to copying is a lot of people try to copy and paste their content strategies, basically saying, you know, like, well, I saw so-and-so do it this way. So I started doing it this way, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to have success. Um, one, because a lot of influencers or online entrepreneurs pay someone to help them with their messaging, pay someone to help them with their content strategy. And so that's work that they're doing that you aren't willing to do. And you're trying to copy and paste what they're doing and you're not going to see, you know, success that way. And then the second thing that gets problematic in that area is you're doing a disservice to your online community because you're not inserting your voice into the content. You don't know why they might have started doing a specific challenge or editing a certain way or doing their stories a certain way because that came from them, you know, and their thoughts. Um, So when you do that, it kind of creates this domino effect of, you know, like down the line affecting how your audience knows you, likes you, and trusts you. It almost like destroys that connection with them because they'll be like, oh, her content looks just like so-and-so's or, oh, I saw somebody post something similar. So it kind of gets, you know, confusing, I feel like in that area. But when Mm -hmm. um, it comes to recycled content, that I can get behind because that's usually content that you've already created that you're trying to repurpose. So that way it can live longer on the internet. Um, and, and in order to be able to do that successfully, it's important that you're staying on top of your analytics because that's what will help you to realize like, oh, this content works, so I want to keep doing this, but this content's not working, so how can I show it in a different way where it connects? Um, and then when you're able to repurpose and recycle your content in a fresh way, that's what helps to keep your audience engaged, um, especially if you're somebody that shows up on multiple platforms and not just one. So that's like my, I guess, word vomit (laughs) for uh, copying content and for uh, recycled content. 
Um, yeah. And that, like you said, that one's a big one to yeah. unpack because I feel like there's a lot of avenues and, you know, I feel like we've all been in a space where maybe we've felt copied mm-hmm. or times that like, we almost were like, Ooh, was I kind of going off of what I saw? Like, did, did I see that in a dream or did I see that on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Like, where you're like not recalling, but I think it's important too. And maybe it's a way to connect with your community. If you ever do, I like that you point out being inspired over just like plain, plain copying mm-hmm. someone. Um, because I think that's very common. You know, like I go on Pinterest and, and scroll through and I'm like, well, that's, I like that aesthetic. I like this mm-hmm. look. Um, and even like my personal fashion style, it's inspired by that. Um, and so if anything, you can even expand your community perhaps, or, or work with that brand or whoever you feel inspired by and just tag them and work with them. So not necessarily copy them, but if you're inspired by them, that could be like an opportunity to partner or credit them for right. their work. And I did like, I like your other question too about, um, you know, with anything original anymore or, you know, how can you think of new ideas for more original content? And usually the thought of originality and like kind of questioning where you fit it usually comes from feeling like your industry is oversaturated and it's like, how will my voice stand out against all of the other voices, you know, that are kind of speaking about the same thing. And we've talked about this. I think it was on the IG live where we were saying, you know, there are plenty of businesses that on paper are the same, but they still find ways to carve out, you know, a space to, for their individuality. So one thing I try to remember when it comes to this is that, People, you know, for example, they're not following you because you're a fashion blogger. Like, I'll just use that as an example. But they're more so following you because they like your perspective on fashion blogging. They like your approach to style. They like your your confidence and all of those things. And I feel like that in itself can go for any industry or any niche or niche or whatever. Um, a lot of people are following you because they like your perspective and your thought process because that's not reflected, you know, in their life or maybe it is. Um, so it's important when you are coming up with ideas just to try to create content that inspires or educates or entertains your audience. Um, these areas are good core things to have at the heart of your messaging, um, especially if you're online to connect your community and then be able to convert, you know, sales or work with brands or have more clients and things like that. Like that's, what's really, really going to be able to make your content feel more fresh and original because it's coming from you. Yeah. And you touched on the saturation thing. And I think that's such a big thing that holds people back from Mm -hmm. starting or holds people back from trying a new avenue. Um, And as I said, with the podcast, I think on the IG live, like I was worried because I'm like, Oh, like, what do I have to say? There's a lot of podcasts out there that do something similar. And I'm going to make you repeat yourself because I loved the analogy you used with like fear city rapids (laughs) because like that, that gave me like an aha moment. I was like, wait, she's like totally (laughs) right. I've never thought about it in that like way. But can you share that analogy with, with yeah, the audience? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so um, on that IG Live that we did, we talked about, yeah, the whole situation of feeling like you're in an oversaturated industry. And one of the um, analogies I like to use, because we live here in West Michigan, and it's known as Beer City. And it is honestly oversaturated with breweries and before you know everything was happening with COVID and I guess you could say before 2020 it showed up um there was a brewery opening up you know everywhere like almost every week and me I'm not a beer drinker so to me I was like 
is there really this much beer? Like, how could somebody like what <laughs> makes your perspective so different? But at the end of the day, there are different breweries that people prefer over the others, whether it's how they make the beer or it's the family story, you know, because a lot of them are family owned. Everybody loves to support small businesses and all of the breweries in the area, they're able to still thrive equally even though they're um, basically in competition and selling the same thing. Um, and then on a larger scale, a lot of people like to use the analogy of like McDonald's and Burger King. Like they are essentially selling burgers, fries and shakes <laughs> and everything. Like, you know, you right. can get that at both places, but there are people that prefer McDonald's over Burger King. For me, I actually would like McDonald's fries with uh, Burger King's burgers. I think that that would be a better <laughs> solution. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't go to both. And that doesn't mean that people don't prefer one over the other. So that's kind of the same way that you can approach social media. There's room for everybody to grow. There's room for everybody to win. And it's all just about you know perspective at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that's such an important message for any type of creator because with social media, it can feel overwhelming or saturated, as we've said many times. But I think it's important to remember that there's always space for you because everybody has a different taste or they can like multiple Instagram or like influencers. They can like multiple mm -hmm. photographers and, you know, it doesn't have to just be one set avenue. So I love that <laughs> analogy personally. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you talked a little bit about some of the unpopular opinion series you've done on your Instagram. And I encourage everybody to go follow Carrington after this. Um, I'll make sure to put her stuff in there. But before we end it, I'm just saying her, she does amazing series on IGTV. And they're always great to watch if you are a content creator. But one of the ones that stuck out to me that I really liked was the don't on Instagram. <laughs> so can you, can you share a few of the tips from that? Uh, little yes, episode yeah, did. that's actually one of my favorite ones too. I shared um, five things we need to absolutely stop doing on social media, and that and it's things that we're all guilty of. Like, and if you watch the video, I make you kind of do this exercise where it's like, raise your hand if you've done this, raise your hand if you've done that, and I raise my hand for everything, so you're not alone. <laughs> um, and I want to make sure that I'm not alone, also. Um, but I'll run through just like a couple of the ones that I had shared. Um, one of the things that we should stop doing on social media is posting without intention. It's easy to get into the, I guess you could say, like trap of posting because you feel like you have to or posting just to post or posting without any thought or without a plan because you feel like you need to stay consistent. And there's all these rules, you know, kind of telling you what you feel like you need to do and what you can't do. But it's really important if you feel that way to try to think more about what consistency realistically looks like for you and then also what's most valuable for your community um, that you are trying to speak to and trying to reach. And that does go back to the um, quality versus quantity type of thing because sometimes you realize that it doesn't matter how many times you show up on social media, it more so matters about what you have to say. So just trying to be you know, more intentional when it comes to those things. Um, the second one that I talked about was just people doing too much on social media, which I have a similar post that I did yesterday uh, about that too. But everybody's just trying to do everything, you know, at one time. And I think, uh, I can't remember if it was like my business coach, but they basically were saying like, when you try to speak to everyone, you actually speak to no one. And so it's really important to really 
focus and try to niche down as much as you can when you're able to get laser focused on what you want to talk about and where you want your impact to be that's when you're able to really start building a connection with your community and even building more confidence in yourself. Because um, I know for me, when I'm doing trying to do all of the things, that's when I start to doubt myself the most. Um, but when I can get really, really laser focused on one thing that I know that I'm good at and that I can like branch off of and expand, that's when my content overall starts to do, you know, a little bit better. Um, I'm trying to see, let me see what some of the other ones were. Oh, the other, yeah, the other one is um, that believing that followers means that you're successful. <laughs> and we've talked about that pretty often, but we've all kind of been in that, uh, I like to call it the follower thirst trap, <laughs> where we get so like drawn in by numbers and like seeing others in our industry that have these big numbers. And then sometimes, like you even said, that can kind of hold us back from taking ourselves seriously. And then especially if you are somebody that wants to monetize your space, you could start to feel like, oh, well, if I don't have a swipe up, I can't make money. I can't pitch. Or, you know, like if I don't have enough followers or enough likes, like a brand's not going to want to work with me or I'm not going to be able to get a new client. But I'm here to tell you that that is not true <laughs> and that quality content is always more important. Um, just from my own personal experience, when I shifted my focus on what metrics mattered to me the most, that's when I started to see a difference. And just to be like completely transparent, I landed my first like long-term four-figure contract with the brand when I had less than a thousand followers. And I still don't have a huge following, but I've been able to work with over 30 businesses and business owners because of the quality content and the messaging. So the, and that's not for me to like, you know, brag and say like, I've been able to do this and I've been able to do that. But just to give you the confidence to know that, you know, having a small following doesn't mean anything. If you're out here, you know, doing the work and really trying to connect with your audience and giving quality content, then you can, you know, show up successfully and do all of those things that you might feel like are impossible. <laughs> Yeah. And I like what you're saying. I, I think it is. And we've talked around it a lot, but even just like finding a niche and sticking with that. And something I've like implemented for myself is even just like almost selfishly looking inward when I'm trying to create content rather than like seeking all these external, like, okay, what do I need to post? What's trending? What's cool? <laughs> I think like, what in my heart do I want to share right now? Like, what am I feeling? And like, maybe that's selfish sometimes it usually, and as you said, your, your audience can read you <laughs> and know what's genuine and, and mm -hmm. forced. And those are like when I'm like, oh, I'm nervous to post this. This is kind of vulnerable. This is really real or something I'm experiencing. Maybe I'm alone and going to be seen as a weirdo or something. But I put that out there and that's usually the best received content, like typically, <laughs> because it came from my heart and I didn't look for anyone to like validate it and make sure it was cool to post. Right, right. Yeah. And that's one thing that I always find too is. And I think that's why I, for me, it's so important that we view our followers as real people, because when you take all that pressure off and think more so about if I'm just speaking to one person, if I only want to reach one person, what do I want them to walk away knowing? How do I want them to feel? Then that starts to take, like you said, that pressure off of, you know, like, oh, numbers and like, I need to be saying this, I need to be doing this, this is what's trendy and all of those things. And you'll always lead, you know, with that. And I feel like that's kind of what gives your content a little bit more depth 
and gives um, more opportunities for your audience to be able to connect with you in like so many different ways for sure. Um, I did have two other little points <laughs> from the yeah, perfect. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, the other thing, which actually kind of goes with what you were saying too, was, um, something we need to stop doing on social media is creating me centered content. And I find sometimes that this is hard to do because a lot of us online are online entrepreneurs. And so we're always trying to strike that balance between being a business owner and sharing our personal life. How much do we share of this? How much do we share of that type of thing? And so that's when it goes back to, again, trying to remember your why, because this helps you to shift your focus away from yourself and more onto the community that you're showing up for. And nine times out of 10, the reason we started was because there was a gap in our industry that needed to be filled. And we wanted to create a safe space online to be able to connect with others that were like-minded or needed something. And so that will help us to be able to shift the focus, you know, off of us all the time and like what people will think and how we feel and how we'll look and more so be able to put it back onto who's showing up for us and who's there. And then um, the last point that I had about what we need to stop doing on social media is perfectionism, which I'm guilty of, still get guilty of um, every once in a while. But this actually ends up stunning our growth and even any connection that we want to try to make with our communities. And it's more important to take imperfect action than try to be perfect all the time. And so my biggest piece of advice, if you're somebody that struggles with perfectionism, is to just start. Like, I know it's so cheesy to be like, oh, Nike, just do it. But like, just <laughs> just start. It gives you an opportunity to test out your content strategy to be able to really see, you know, what works and just keep showing up no matter what. Um, and then that will be able to let you know, okay, this is what my audience is responding to. This is what I want to keep doing. And then if it's something that your audience isn't responding to, was it because, you know, you can go back and say, oh, well, I did post that just because I felt like I had to. So that makes sense. Or, you know, I wasn't really like, having a plan so maybe that's why my post didn't you know perform well but just really taking inventory of those things will help you to kind of like push yourself out of that perfectionism space yeah and i'm also guilty of that so if we were doing the hand if we were doing the hand raising, I'd be raising my hand as well the whole time but you know i'm a, i love the quote just start and it's so simple and it's like cheesy as you said but it, that's the best advice for any kind of creative endeavor really anything if you're like scared to try it there's not space for you whatever you're feeling like just mm -hmm. start so you know i stand behind that and then the other tip on perfectionism is just i heard this from somewhere and i feel bad cuz i can't necessarily credit it uh, but it was like something along the lines of with the algorithm on Instagram right now, at least if that's what we're looking at creatively as perfectionism, it can be easy to get caught up in like having an aesthetic in your feed or like having it look a certain way. But realistically, people are seeing your posts like as they're mm -hmm. scrolling. And yes, they might click onto your profile and look through some of your stuff. But it's a lot more important to focus on like every post rather than trying to make it fit your mm -hmm. aesthetic and just posting it for that. I think it was Gary Vee. That said uh, that, right, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, of course, it was Gary Vee. But, you know, less and less people are trying to look at your your nine squares at the top. It's really they're probably passing it as they scroll by. So just being intentional with each post, as you mentioned, as the first one is, is the most important because that's what people will really resonate mm -hmm. with.
Yeah. So. Well, awesome. And my last question is really just for you. And what is your favorite? What do you love most about coaching and being a content creator? For me, it's all, it's just, it's all about the connection. I think that's why I'm just such a big fan. I've always been a big fan of social media and it's just such a unique way to be able to reach people that you would have never met, you know, in everyday life. Um, and so I feel like that's where I like thrive <laughs> when it comes to social media, because um, like even, for example, you know, recently I received a, a influx of followers because a friend of mine had shouted me out on her Instagram account. And it was just so nice to have so many of them personally DM me, you know, and say like, hey, you know, I found you through your friend and everything. And I'd always been, you know, like following her and I was so excited to start following you and then kind of just telling me more about them and like why they connected with me. And that just makes me feel <laughs> like so good because that's what I do. You know, like when I find a new creator on um, Instagram, I try to reach out to them or comment on their posts and really let them know, you know, why, um, what, like why their posts resonated with me or why I felt like I was connected to them. And I just feel like that is so important. And then when it comes to the coaching side of my business, it's, it's pretty similar. I love being able to connect with real people and finding you know, ways that I'm able to assist them to be able to, you know, elevate their voices and share their stories and really connect with their audiences in the same way. So yeah, I feel like that's where I just, I just love everything that I'm able to do. And I'm happy that I've been able to like kind of carve out this space um, in my little tiny corner of the internet and everything. And I, and even though I still, I mean, I've been, you know, in the online space since 2012, but I still have times where I'm trying to figure out exactly where my voice fits. But those little reassurances along the way, when your community is really like ride or die, and they're excited about what you do. And every time you feel like you're going to give up, you get a message from somebody telling you not to like, it's those things that like, just make me really, really happy about what I do and who I'm able to connect with. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that. And I, I can resonate with it as well. And it's, I think it's easy to forget sometimes that social media is actually very human mm -hmm. if you make it and you can make a lot of connections. And there's been friends that I've met through there and I've been able to meet them in person or same as you said, people will reach out to me and I might be in like a dark day and then they'll say something that PYM changed their perspective or they did this and that. And I'm just like, wow, like something in my little corner of the internet and from my heart or from one of the PYM girls heart, like we shared resonates with people. And that's just so awesome to see. So um, I, I love that. And it can be made very human and it doesn't have to be this scary, <laughs> right. like negative place that it's sometimes made out to be. I mean, social media is mm -hmm. definitely what you make it. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on. As I said in the middle of the episode, make sure you go follow Carrington because she is awesome and she shares so many great tips and IGTVs for content creation. So it's at currently Carrington. But like I said, I'll be sure to share the information. But thank you so much for being on. I always love yes. our conversation and all the tips you thank have. Thank you to so share. much for having me. I'm excited that we were able to kind of like expand on our other conversation <laughs> that we had on IG Live. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. 
For today's quote of the episode, we are sharing something that feels very relevant to the current situation that we're in in the world. Um, We're feeling more distance and divide, and I think this is just really resonating with our current times. So the quote is, if you have more than you need, build a longer table, not a higher fence. Um, And I just absolutely love this because speaking more directly to the Black Lives Matter movement, Pretty Young and Motivated stands behind this, and we are striving to build a longer table. We're not going to build up a wall and and block out these voices that need to be heard. Um, It's such an important thing, and honestly, I just, I don't mean this insensitively. I mean this just like, I can't believe this is something that's still a problem that we can't give people of color equality. This just seems crazy to me. Um, and the fact that like it's well deserved and long overdue. Um, so we stand behind you, we we hear you, and we are striving to make our community more inclusive and, and lengthen our table rather than build up a wall and, and put on blinders because there is a need for change and the way to make this change is to be heard and have those voices be heard and and not stop. This can't be trendy, this can't be currently relevant, it has to be something that is nonstop until the change that is necessary is made. So if you are looking for resources, Pretty Young and Motivated is sharing some links on our Instagram page through our bio. You can go through there those to find resources, but there's a lot of people out there already sharing those. So it's really easy if you just Google it. But we wanted to make a stance on this because we stand behind the community and and we We'll do our best to make change and be more inclusive and just support the movement as a whole. So hope everyone has a great week. And I know that was a heavier note and it's an uncomfortable conversation for some, but it shouldn't be uncomfortable. It should be something that we need to talk about and we need to change. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow Carrington on Instagram at currently Carrington. She's amazing. She shares awesome tips on content creation and she's a coach. And so she's an awesome asset to have on your Instagram feed. So be sure you check her out and give her a follow. Thanks so much. We'll tune in next week for another episode.